I'm Marcia McClung, Nellie McClung's youngest granddaughter. My father was her youngest child, and so therefore I'm the youngest of that, that generation. I've been involved with my grandmother's work, Orksa, I guess, her books and her life. I've been interested in her work and her life and her books. So I would naturally be gravitated to the group here in Winnipeg and in Manitou, where she lived. There are a number of, of great women and a number of organizations that work on her legacy. She lived in Manitou. She married the son of the Methodist minister, Wes McClung, who was a pharmacist. They lived in Manitou. She wrote the first of her four books there and had the first of her five children there, the first four of her five. Her fifth, my father was born in Winnipeg. So I have a real affinity to coming to Winnipeg and meeting people who know a lot about her, as I do, but it's a wonderful exchange. Many of our audience is from the Manitou area and the work that they've done with the homes and, and keeping yes, her legacy alive. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. So um, there is a group of women in Manitou that have been working on the house and there is a high school named Nellie McClung High School. It's a home that they have had been designated for <laughs> destruction at one point and a group got together and raised enough money to get it moved and to fix it up. And that's what a number of us contribute to financially and happy to do so. But that's where Nellie, Nellie McClung uh, was very influenced by her mother-in-law, Annie McClung, who was a temperance leader. Uh, and in those days, temperance leaders wore a little white um, bow so you could identify them. And I guess drinkers could identify them. But um, temperance was a big part of of her legacy, I guess. It's a dated, it sounds like such a dated concept today, but you can understand it in a pioneer society. Men were paid in cash. On Friday, they went out and got drunk and came home and beat their wives. Enough of that. That's what Nellie McClung said. Yeah, and her way, she must have had such a sense of humor in the way that she was able to bring forth, where I interacted with her, just for your history, is as I was invited to be part of Let Them Howl. Oh, yes. The, 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 the theatrical piece of her. Yes. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. There have been several pieces of, of theater uh, written about her, but one of the best is Let Them Howl, which is um, based on one of her great sayings, get the job done and let them howl. Uh, and this was a piece written that had music and, and, but it, music and voice, theatrical piece uh, that was very successful and has had a number of national productions, right? Yes, and, her, and the reason that struck such a chord is because it told the story of how she flipped the tables on the men, how they, how they showed through theater what it would look like if, if women talked about men the way men talk about women. Right. That's right. <laughs> like, men don't want the vote, right? What she was told, women wouldn't want the vote. That's what uh, the Premier of Manitoba said to her when she went to speak to her. He said, well, my wife wouldn't want the vote. She's too busy. So they turned the tables. That's right. I must, to me, that this must be indicative of her sense of humor that she must have had. And her sense of theatricality.
reality and also sense of publicity, getting PR for the issue. It was done in the what is now the, Mar the um, Burton Cummings Theater, but then was the Walker Theater. And, and it's called sort of the Walker Theater, um, Let Them Howl. Yeah, yeah, and so that, that thick skin that she must have had to, to say, do what you have to do and let them howl, that means that feedback you get. It, it's not always popular to be a woman and, right. and to receive that feedback. No, and she had, she must have had quite, have, have been quite resilient because she did get negative feedback and she was so convinced that the ideas that she had and the ideas that she shared with other women were the right ones. And if we were working towards a better society and if she assumed that we all were, then these ideas were to gain, the, you know, gain credence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this event today here at the Met in Winnipeg uh, was a fundraiser um, and it was just a, an event to, to honor your your grandmother's 150th birthday. That's right, can you imagine? 150. Uh, and to raise money for further restoration and work in Manitou. And uh, she would have been thrilled to think that, that 150 years after her, her time that she was being honored and her ideas, she, what she'd be pleased about is that her ideas were still relevant and alive and there's still pro progress, even if there's not progress on temperance. <laughs> right, yes, very much still lots of work to be done. Um, to think about, I, I think, you know, the political temperature is always very heated, especially now, um, to think about Yes, it is. The ability to have that voice. I think sometimes 150 years later, not all women understand the price that was paid for that. No, they don't. But also women today are still facing discrimination and other kinds of bad times in the, in the workforce. P politically, we're still, we still need to have more women elected at more levels. We, Manitoba's just got its first female premier, right? Big kudo to Manitoba. Yeah. Anything else that you'd wish to share uh, about your grandmother and her legacy and maybe personally or you know, globally or what that means to you? Just I think that she um, never stopped in spite of any kind of opposition. She never stopped working for the vote, working for the famous, with the famous five to get women admitted to the Senate. So she saw it as a long stream of inequities that she would be a part of, but she also liked to get other people to, to work with. She wasn't a one, she really liked to work in groups, and, and she did. Yeah. And personally, as her granddaughter, what would you, what would you if she was still alive today, what would you say to your granddaughter? Oh, I'd say, I hope you're happy with, with how we've taken on your, your mantle, and we still have more to do, but you set us on the right course.